Hey, this is Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour, and you are listening to Labrador Leadership with Bob Nolly. Oh, that was cool. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome to Season 2 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Oh, you faithful fans, thank you for coming back. We're here with Season 2, and it's great to join you here. I seem to have gotten lost on the way, but nonetheless, it's great to be back with you. Come on up and have a seat, and let's see what's going on in the world. Wow. It's, it's great right now, and I love this time of the year. I love this time of the year for a couple of reasons. First, there's a sports impact. We just got through the Olympics. Lots of inspiring stories there. Some other not-so-inspiring stories as well. But lots of good things that uh, had a lot of feel-good quality to it. And also, baseball season now, a favorite of mine, sorry if it's not for yours, is underway the Orioles were doing well. My team at now, now they seem to be in a little bit of a midseason fade here. They're still in the running for sure. Buckle, get them straight. Football season, there's the big one. That's starting to get spun up now. So there's a lot going on here. And of course, if you're in a family situation, it's time to go back to school. Oh, time to go back to school. Gosh, I remember getting my kids ready to go back to school. What What an event. And I certainly, I really try to enjoy every minute of it and be present in the moment. But getting them on the bus, getting them out the door, getting them dressed, getting the school supply list of all the notebooks and pencils and special pens and glues and glitter and blah, 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 that they needed. That seemed to be busy work at the time, but you know, there will come a day when you start to miss that. But all the people going back to school are not necessarily children that are waiting at the bus stop now because I know... Lots of adults are going back to finish their degree or get the degree they never had a chance to start coming out of high school. And applause, applause to you for all of that. I know the ones that I see in my classroom now, I just am totally inspired by the by the inspiration. And think about this for a minute. Let's just think about this for just a second. When you're a child and you go to school, there's this you know, you are loved and supported, and you have this childlike innocence and somebody puts a lunch in your hand every day and gets you to the bus and helps you with your homework and all of that. As an adult, that kind of looks different. Now, there certainly are people in your life that support you in your decision and trying to do that. But the, uh, the workload, you've got a job at the same time and a family to take care of. So the perspective is definitely somewhat different. And remember back in an early episode, I talked about the things you have to do if you decide to go back to school and, uh, first one you have to go to class even on your worst days go to class and the others are uh, think about how you're going to get the work done and make sure your professor knows who you are those are the important ones i may post something on that again that's that's a good list and i've gotten some good feedback on that so that's where we are this time of year holy cow we'll be turning the page to you know the fall holidays coming up once we get labor day going here and uh, here in the east, it has been really hot. It's been really wet, but recently it's been really hot, a bit of a heat wave. And I'm sure where you are elsewhere in the country, 
in the world. I know there are bad floods along the Gulf Coast in Louisiana, and I have friends and colleagues there, and I'm really thinking of them at this point. Also, of friends and colleagues out in California with the fires out there. Every time I read about the fires in California, that just, that just strikes me. Having never experienced one, that just strikes me as a most horrific situation. Just really horrible. So, you know, my, my prayers are with all those people there as well. So as we get back on track here and get our leadership wheels back in the ruts in the road, there is one event that passed that is sports related as well that I uh, wanted to mention, and that was the passing of Pat Summit a few weeks ago. And if you do not know that name, Pat Summit was the leader who helped bring the University of Tennessee's Lady Vols to becoming a real, real force on the basketball court and she died back at the end of June from Alzheimer's. And that's just, uh, that's just very sad. Uh, she seemed to exemplify to me what it meant to be a leader, uh, a leader, not just in the sense who somebody has the job at the top because they're in the box on the org chart at the top and they get more money than anybody else. She had a real tact for serving those that they lead. She worked for her players. She worked for everybody around the team. And she was on the job for 38 years there. 38 years. The results? She got them. Eight national titles. Won Almost 1,100 games, 1,100. She won uh, 1098, 1,098 games. And it's the most ever by any Division I basketball coach. Sit on that for a minute. The most any by any Division I basketball coach. Division I being the top tier of college basketball. Male or female, there's the punchline. So she didn't just have a, a big impact on women's college athletics. She had a big impact on athletics overall. She took over as the coach of the Lady Vols in 1974. Some time ago, she was only 22 years old. She was only 22 years old. And back at that time, the college basketball marketing machine really had not begun to spin up at all. And that's on the men's side. The ladies' side, the NCAA basically didn't pay much attention to it at all. Well, in all her obituaries, she was characterized as somebody that was humane and caring and empathetic. There's one of our top traits. And she was all about the people. She not only worked for a team, she kept in touch with all of her former players and continued to help them develop as friends, even when they weren't together on the court later in life. So remember that one of the most important things you can do as a leader in this moment is invest in your team. And does that mean invest every moment, every ounce of energy you have like she did in caring more and serving more? You know, when you're a leader at the top, particularly 
on the big stage, like a big basketball game, where there are huge crowds watching you and a huge TV audience, it could be very easy to get to bask in the limelight and get sidetracked and let the ego take hold. But always turn and find a way to invest in your people. Find a way to invest in your people. She wrote a book, did Pat Summit, called Summit Up, three words. That's very clever. She co-authored it with uh, Sally Jenkins of the Washington Post, who is a great, great columnist there. And she, she took care of her players, and this was the legacy, but it wasn't shown in the wins It was shown in proving to them that they were made of something stronger than they realized. They ended up leaving her much stronger than when they came. How did she do that? Very demanding tactics. Not just about being tough. Not just about counting the wins. But she turned young women into selfless, team-driven leaders. There's a uh, passage in this book where she talks about a decision to give one player, uh, a headlong, reckless player who needed curbing, she's characterized as, the position of the starting point guard. Wow, so you have a player that's reckless, headlong, and needs curbing, and you're going to put her in the quarterback position to use the football metaphor of the team as a starting port guard. Two powerful definitions of leadership and insight come out here. Here's what she said in the book. The point guard position in basketball is one of the great tutorials on leadership, and it ought to be taught in the classrooms. Anyone can perfect a dribble with muscle memory. Very few people are able to organize and direct followers which is far more subtle and a multifaceted skill. Leadership is really a form of temporary authority that others grant you. And they only follow you if they find you consistently credible. It's all about perception. And if teammates find you the least bit inconsistent, moody, unpredictable, indecisive, or emotionally unreliable, Then they balk, and the whole team is destabilized. Most young people are all the things I just listed, and this player she names was no different. If there is a single ingredient in leadership, it's emotional maturity. Over the next two seasons, I intentionally did everything I could to break her down. Why? Because until she completely surrendered herself, and her ego, she wasn't going to become the reliable leader we needed. A willingness to do whatever it is that needs to be done, regardless of self-interest, is the hallmark of a mature leader. Wow, that's just a powerful piece right there, and I will link that up in the show notes so you can read it and consider it again. The themes there that we've talked about so many times, and I and I hear from I hear from many of you that you've really really started to embrace this or look for ways to exhibit these more, that being empathy and that be 
emotional intelligence. But in Sum It Up, she talks about leadership in that perspective. And uh, that's really a, it's really a key and that aligns with, with the sermon we've been preaching here for many, many, many episodes. Uh, Joyce Russell, who was the assistant dean of the School of Business at the University of Maryland, and I believe she has now gone to Villanova, also wrote a piece that appeared in the Post about Pat, but it gave her an opportunity to talk from her perspective about leadership. And if this doesn't sound like transformational leadership, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. And here's what she said, did Dr. Russell. People talk about everything you can learn about basketball from Coach Summit, and clearly she had the expertise to be one of the most knowledgeable teachers of all times. But what I know about her and what many of us witnessed, amen to that, was the incredible legacy she leaves to all of those touched by her. She embodied all of the critical characteristics of a transformational leader. What are these? Individual consideration, talk about the importance of treating employees with respect, making sure that each one of them matters as an individual. So many managers don't show that level of care. Pat lived it. Second one, intellectual stimulation. Look for new ways to be innovative and to create an environment that encourages employees. Pat pushed this on her players all the time and her coaches. They may not achieve what they did. The third one, inspirational and charismatic. You know, when you're in that coaching role, it's very easy to be that way than it is for somebody that is more of an introvert, as we talk about the big eyes again. But Pat Summit was known for what is called her steely stare. And when she was delivering that at a player that had committed some offense, she was still really, really positive. A glass half full person. She was always in the face of players to hold them accountable. She said, attitude is a choice. Think positive thoughts daily. Believe in yourself. Folks, I got to tell you, the whole positive of positivism idea is critical. And we're going to do more about that this season as well. We're going to talk more about choices as well. Attitude is a choice. It's almost like the continuum between choice and victim. You have to get to the choice end of the spectrum there. You have to get to the choice end of the spectrum. Other characteristics that uh, Joyce wrote about for uh, Pat Summit was commitment and dedication, goal setting. Well, you certainly talked about that. And succession planning. Training the next generation of leaders. Pat Summit did that. What's the evidence? Listen to this. 48. 48 of her former players went on to become coaches. Well, they learned how to be the best from the most successful coach. But she was someone that saw potential in them and encouraged them and supported them. And that's what you need. Thanks, Pat, 
for all you did during all those years from age 22 to this past summer. Wow, what a record. Okay, folks, what's coming next? Next time, we will talk about the best places to work if you want to be a leader. And Alex will be back next time. Thank you for coming back and starting season two with me. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Folks, here's the homework for today. What I want you to do is head out to Facebook, go to the Labrador Leadership page, and give us a like. That's all I want you to do today. If you appreciate the show and can support us, just give us a like today. Thank you very much for that. And most importantly, of course, take care of each other. See you next time.